0: Welcome to the Sally Allen podcast. This podcast is a place for people to come and share their stories of resilience. And I truly, in my heart, believe that sharing stories helps with healing, empowering, and it also encourages other people. And today in our podcast, I have my dear friend, David Dendy. He's a pastor. He's a stand-up
1: comedian, Comedian.
0: yeah, and um, he's a wonderful dad and husband and um, I'm so excited to have him here today so David, you have it all you have the American dream you're a pastor you lead your church you lead a flock your family you know you have a wonderful family you have it all Tell us how you got there
1: well, you know when I my, when I was in high school my nickname was the Golden Boy mm. and I am the golden Boy and forever and always but yeah it's really interesting how um you know I don't know if in your high school you had the senior superlatives, you know, best personality and best this. And, and so I was voted most likely to succeed. Mm. And, uh, and I was the golden boy. And I, I believed it. I lived it until I wasn't. Mm. And then, you know, not too far removed from high school. And you know, I got into a great college, went to a great graduate school, got married, had kids. And then it all came crumbling down, crashing down, really. And uh, just within a span of a few short months, you know, you lose your family, lose your career, lose your marriage, lose everything, lose your friends. Wow. And, um, and then you're just trying to figure out, gosh, who, I am? who am I? And, and you think as you're uh, in that fetal position crawled up on your apartment floor, gosh, you know, if my high school classmates could see me now, Mm. most likely to <laughs> succeed. You know, I am yeah. I got nothing. Oh got nothing God. to show for it. So it was a tough time. Tough time and um you know, it's like okay, you know, recalibrate, r- figure things out, meet new challenges, new new people. But it's always interesting to me how uh especially with the idea of resilience and you've had you have your own resilience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. resilient story. And 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 you know, how do you come across as, oh, I'm the golden boy when you have nothing to show for it?
0: Right, right.
1: You, you, there's nothing. You, you don't have any self confidence. Your self esteem is lower than the gutter. And I mean, you, you, you have no income, you have no job, you have yeah. no, no friends. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre place to be. And I'm sure a lot of uh, your guests and a lot of your listeners. Have been in places just like that, you know. And so, I want to say thank you for yes. doing this podcast to give people a, an opportunity to share and give people hope in the midst of maybe not so not so favorable circumstances.
0: Thanks, David. I I appreciate that. I think um, this podcast is not mine today. This hour is yours. Okay, and that's how I look at it. You know, I this is a platform for people to just come and and encourage other people and that's what I hope like your story that you'll share with us today. How did you go from being the golden child and, and you know everybody's looking up at you to this other person here? How did you how did you get there?
1: It's a slow road. It's a slow. Road. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> doesn't happen over I mean coming back doesn't happen overnight. And so when when everything fell apart someone offered me uh, this great Bible verse, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, I know the plans, the plans I, have I have for you, you, declares the Lord. That's right. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you hope and, and a future. future.
0: Amen. And
1: I, I must have said that verse thirty times a day.
0: Yeah.
1: And after a year or two, I just kept thinking, I'm not, I'm not quite seeing the plans yet. You know, not sure where this future's going. Yeah. And it was a it was a rough time but you know the good news is that the Lord does have a plan right and he's able to do things that I can't do and work kind of behind the scenes and make things happen that you never thought was ever going to happen so I got a job which was a great a real blessing and that was to help churches raise money uh, if your church wants to raise money you know a million dollars for a new worship center or educational way, I come in, I can help you do that. That's awesome. And I've helped a hundred churches raise two hundred million dollars. So it's been it's that's been great. Um, but I think there's there's a few things that really, really helped out a lot. And uh, number one, the Lord. I mean just you know he he's in charge. I'm not waiting on the Lord. You know Isaiah talks about wait on the Lord. You'll mount up with wings like eagles. When? when you wait on the Lord. Allow His Spirit to kind of be that wind beneath your wings, you know. And then the other, uh, I think, aspect of it has its roots in a great story in the Bible. Uh, You know, Moses was leading the people out of Egypt and he's going to take them to the Promised Land. So they get to the Promised Land pretty quick. I mean, within two years of, you know, trying to move, mobilize, you know, a million people, they get, to the, they get to the promised land and, and Moses says, well, let's get 12 spies, you know, one from each tribe, and let's send them into the promised land for how many days? 40, because that's a great biblical number. Everything's yeah. 40 days. And then they'll have them come back and give us a report. So the 12 spies, they go in, spend 40 days. It's unbelievable. I mean, grapes, you know, bigger than your head kind of thing. I mean, just amazing things and... And they come back after 40 days, and they make the report. And 10 people, 10 of the spies, say to Moses, we cannot take the land. I mean, it's filled with milk and honey and grapes and vineyards. I mean, it's unbelievable. But the people out there, they look like giants. They're huge. Maybe like how it used to be people sometimes. (laughs)
0: Everybody is a giant giant. to me being four feet tall. Everybody is a giant to me.
1: He's (laughs) a giant. So they come back. They say, hey, we can't, we cannot take the land. And then in the next sentence, uh, you have Joshua and Caleb. And they say, we can take the land. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, we can take the land. And so what happens? Well, majority rules. Mm -hmm. And Moses says, okay, we can't take the land. And then God says, it, w- it was yours for the taking. Right. I, I was, it was prepared just for you. And because you don't think you can take it, I'm going to make you wander for 38 more years in the desert until everyone dies off who said we can't. Mm. But the two who said we can, they'll get to go into the promised land. And so, you know, how does that feel, fit into resilience? Who do you surround yourself with?
0: Right,
1: you surround yourself with people who say you can, or are you surrounded by people who say you can't? And I have found, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, there, there, you have people in your life. Oh, don't do that. Mm. That's too risky. You're gonna fail. No one's done that before. You've never done that before. You know, why would you want to do that? You know, and so you have the people who say you can't. But if you can find people. And surround yourself people who will say, You can. I got your back. I'm here to support you. I'm here to love on you. Be with you. If you trip and stumble, I'll be there to help pick you up. You surround yourself with those people. You know what? You can. Right. Whatever, whatever you set out to do, whatever God's putting put in front of you, you can do it. Like was there a time when you thought, I don't think I can do a podcast?
0: I never thought I could do a podcast. Right. Um, and it's people, right? Uh, first of all, God called me to do this podcast. He calls me to give people a voice to share their stories because you know uh, my story that after I published my book, I was in a really dark place for about six months. I remember. Yeah. And then God pulled me out of that and said, You need to do this podcast. And no, I didn't feel like I could. And it's people like you, David, who pulled me out of that and said, of course you can.
1: Did you have any people who said, don't do a podcast?
0: I've had people who looked at me like, okay, it's cute. (laughs) You know, you have people and you share your dreams with them and they look at you and say, that's cute, that's that's nice. nice." Interesting, that's the word they use. Ah, very interesting. very interesting. Right. And then you had all the people that look at you like, thank you, you. I keep telling people like, you have been sent to you know to me by God like as an angel because you've made such a difference in my life um, in terms of your coaching and, and encouragement to say like I I know this is something God wants you to do so yeah. you go with it absolutely and you even referred me to this wonderful studio that we're in Sticky Pod right? special yeah. thanks to
1: John special Orlando and done. Travis who helps us out over here that's right they do a phenomenal job
0: that's right. Absolutely, yeah. but I want to go back to your story. That when you were on the floor, was it people that helped you to get up off of that floor? Was because when I feel when we get to that stage that you describe, there's some limiting beliefs that can keep us down there, right? And we need these tools and resilience to bring us back up. What brought you back up out of that state?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can underestimate the power of those limiting beliefs because mm-hmm. the because it's probably. Everything you believe at that time, which are limiting beliefs, right. are the very thing that got you to that point. Right, You're down on the floor for a reason. Yeah. You made some bad choices, you know, uh, what, for whatever reason, there's consequences involved. And so how would you ever think that I can rise above this? Right. Because, I mean, you've just made some really bad decisions <laughs> that get you onto the floor. So yeah. why, why would you think, oh, I think I can make good decisions from here on out that'll rise above that? But I think your friends and family, those people who say you can, mm-hmm. come alongside and say, "All right, let's go." Yeah. When you don't, when you're like, "I ah, I don't feel like getting off the floor," it's kind of nice, you know, it's kind of nice on the floor.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, it's cool. You know, and
0: <laughs> it's
1: comfortable. <laughs> I can just bring my bowl over here and just <laughs> drink out of the dog bowl. You know, it, yeah. it gets comfortable. Um, but it's um, it's 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 friends. It's I mean, obviously, it's God. Bringing about people in your life who can uh, pull you, nudge you, lift you, push you, you know, encourage you, you know, prop you up when you don't think you can prop yourself up. Uh, that come along and say, "Hey, let's 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 get this done," you know. And it's um, I was I was blessed to be able to find a job pretty quick. Yeah. You know, because uh, it's funny the <laughs> you know as a pastor when you stop being a pastor what. What can pastors do? I mean, we really believe that there's this major bifurcation between the work world and the church world. Right. And the two don't intersect. You know, at least that's what you've been told. Right. You know, so what, what transferable skills would I have from the church world to go into the secular work world? Mm-hmm. And I thought, who cares if I can preach? I mean, what what difference does that make, you know, in in the work world? And then I had a great um, friend come alongside, a guidance counselor, and she said, well, let's see, what do you do when you preach? You prepare, you study, you know, and then you present. I'm like, yeah. She said, so let's put this on your resume. You have a great ability to take vast amounts of information and bring it down into a dynamic 20-minute oral presentation. Okay. Oh, I think that's transferable. (laughs) You know, Uh I'm like, who cares? You know, she says, what happens if there's a crisis in the church? You know, someone's in the hospital, someone dies. Oh, we get our deacons, you know, and compassionate care groups to go and make meals. And, you know, oh, so you're able to mobilize groups of people into decisive action to help people in times of crisis. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. You know, you don't think of it like right, that. Right, right, right. And so just having people come into my life who are able to say, hey, the skills over here work over here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the things you used to do or the things you're passionate about, they can transfer over here. And that was a huge, huge help.
0: Yeah, I think the one other thing that you didn't mention is you're a good influencer. People come back every Sunday,
1: They do. Sometimes I'm quite (laughs) surprised.
0: (laughs) And in the workplace, you know, um, leadership is influence. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. If you can't influence people, you can't lead.
1: Right. I know when I did a lot of consulting, uh, I still do a little bit of that as well. But um, people would ask me, you know, what is leadership? And my answer was always the same. I would say, you know, I don't know what leadership is, but I know when it's missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious, just like you said. If there's no one here influencing people, that's right. Then we got we got issues. We got a problem. That's right. You know, if there's no one directing us, moving us into into this direction, then yeah, we got a we got a problem. Yeah. So
0: that's great. Leadership yeah. leadership issues is key. It's key. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's um but it's amazing. You know, even even you get. Uh, you know, let's fast forward a few years you get back up on your feet mm-hmm. you're like okay here we go and then you then you're um maybe find yourself in a, in a situation where someone says oh 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 you're David Dendy hmm. I remember you back you know back then when you know you felt your, your life fell apart and they want to they want to bring you back there mm. Now, let's bring you back to where you were on the floor and some people they they don't have a hard time seeing you in the new right the new you you know and it's much easier to uh, pigeonhole people put people in your pocket in yeah. a way that you like it you're comfortable with it even though they're not even close to being that anymore
0: right and you even had a life before you were on the floor which Nobody sees you had some successes there. Right,
1: right. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of successes.
0: Yeah, but people get stuck on that. Like you said, use the word pigeonhole, which you like, they just get stuck on that. Why is that, David?
1: I think it's a control issue. Mm. You know, we, we like to control others. We like to control the narrative. We like to control mm. um, how I feel, how I view, how I think about things. And the best way for me to do that is just... Oh, oh, Sally! Oh, you're one of those. Okay, now I can put you over here in this little compartment. Right. Uh, but then, you know, just like um, you know, we talk about comedy, you know, and doing some stand-up comedy. No, no, no. Pastors don't do that. That right. goes against the grain. That that those two don't don't measure up. So mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna see you as that. Right. I just see you over here as pastor. Right. You know. And so it's one of the funniest things, you know, you go up on the stage at a comedy club and you say, you're, oh, hey, I'm David Denner. I'm from Las Vegas. And people, yeah, clap, <laughs> clap. And you say, and uh, and I'm a pastor. And it's just dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what to do with that. What, why right. is a pastor up here on the comedy club? Right. I mean, what? That, that just doesn't compute, doesn't right. equate, doesn't relate. And it's so outside the box. People just... You know, I'm like, continue to hold your applause. Because <laughs> no one claps when you're a pastor. Right? <laughs> no one claps. <laughs> Not even my own people. And I'm, I'm in Vegas. People in Vegas, they clap for everything. Yeah. Dog shows, uh, fountains.
0: Fountains. Yeah, fountains. Even
1: the Raiders. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> Come on. Dave, we love the Raiders. <laughs> I know.
1: But, you know, I, I tell people, hey, at your next family gathering, Get everyone's attention and say, Hey, I've decided to become a pastor and then watch the response. Right, right. No one's gonna clap. (laughs) No (laughs) one's gonna clap. So
0: But that's come back to what you were saying. We we the word compartment I like, but I also like the word box. We put people in a box and we put labels on people. And those are our expectation of those people.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's so talk about limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, and I think I I think we are. I mean, maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but I think we are living in a in an age where, yeah, you can you can do and be, and I mean, the limiting beliefs are maybe just within your own mind. There's lots of tons of opportunity out there, right? To do to do a lot of different things.
0: But the thing is. Getting rid of those limiting beliefs, stepping out of your comfort zone. Those are two big battles, and it's 50% of the battle. But the other 50% is getting over the people fear and what people think about you.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Just like, um, you know, in the comedy set that I did. Uh, there was some. There was a little material. that's a little. Uh, you would never probably would never say that in church. You know, right. talk about that in church, but it's an issue. It's, it's something that takes place in every everyday life that people deal with, but they go well, church. Mm, probably don't want to talk about that. Right. So then you talk about it, and people, oh, pastor, you shouldn't have been talking about that. Yeah. You know, and so after I did, I did one routine in in the Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City. You know, so yeah, some people you know i put the i put the I put the show up out, out there on YouTube, and yeah, here's the link if you want to watch it, watch it uh-huh. and uh you know had a few had a few people you know send their concerns <laughs> you know to the upper governing bodies of the church, you know really? I got a nice little phone call mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't funny it was an email mm-hmm. it started off concerning your comedy <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> I thought, wow. I was just talking about something that is very basic to everyday life.
0: Do you want to share it with us? No. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> not prolonged that agony of another email. <laughs>
1: That's right. I don't want you getting emails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh. But, but you know, it, it, it was true. Everything I talked about, it was true. But anyway...
0: I like that about you though, like the person you are. And I don't know how you are at home, but I assume like the person you are at home, the person you are at church, the person you are as you're sitting here on the podcast, you're one person.
1: Try to be. I mean, you want to yeah. be be authentic to be transparent. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, it's just uh I that, I think that's where wholeness takes place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I'm constantly, well hmm, I'm at church, I better act this way. I'm at home, I better act another way. Right. I'm out I'm here on the podcast. I better button up and you button know. Button up what, and it, yeah. Right. I, I just wanna be whole throughout every representation of, of who I am and whose I am, you know, wherever right. wherever I go. And um, you know, I'm getting I get to go to a, a Get to go to a comedy club tonight. I'm, I'm not going to be up on stage, but you know, I got invited by somebody, and uh, you know, the two of us will be there together. And a pastor with this guy, people go, "What?" But that's where I want to be, right? With people that's from right. all walks of life. That's right. Not just church people. You know, Scripture's pretty clear. Go, mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm.
0: You
1: know, get out into the world. That's right. You know, and meet people where they are, you know? yeah. and that's what I love doing. I love meeting people where they are. Hey, tell me, about, tell me your story. Yeah. Tell me who you are. What are you about? You know, how'd you get to be doing this or doing that? And wow, yeah, you know,
0: that so resonated with me because when I quit my corporate job, I've gotten so much opportunity to go work in the church, potential opportunity, and different right. organizations nonprofit but Christian organization and and I just felt like God was saying, I don't want you to get stuck in a bubble. I want you to be out there where my people are and those who don't know me. Right. So that's where I'm calling you to be. So I absolutely understand your point on that one. And
1: And I know some of those organizations you work with and they're thrilled to have you. Yeah, They love having Sally (laughs) Ann walk through the door. (laughs) They do. They do. They love it. But if you hadn't stepped out of that bubble, they would never have had the opportunity to know you and you would have never had the opportunity to serve them
0: that's right that's you know? right so yeah it's good you listen to that calling and i i love that wholesome wholeness just be you
1: right we and like and it and you know it's it's not easy because people oh, hey you're at church you need to be like this oh hey you're out here you need to be like that you know it yeah. says who it says them
0: right right you know?
1: I want. I want to be authentic through and through, right, you know? right? Whether it meets your criteria or not.
0: Yeah, and I do. You know, I sometimes I use bad words like crap and damn.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that is. Where, where am I? where's the audience? Where can Wait. I? Where's the camera? No, oh my gosh, say. get these headphones off of me. sure you said crap. Not oh my gosh. But that's end of podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm out of here. Wait but that's (laughs) wow hold on to the table
0: i see travis laughing over there like really sally you should hear our words on our podcast but um but
1: that's probably the worst thing i've heard all day
0: (laughs) but it but it's it's who i it's who i am i'm a church and and you know in church you 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 can't say bad words you you know but but i say listen i use bad words this is who i am this is how i speak right this is just who i am and i don't want to be that different person that i'm trying to speak and be prim- proper in front of you yeah if i stamp my toe i'll probably say the f word i'm not saying oh darn i stumped my toe I'll be, oh, you know
1: yeah i use can. that f word all the time, all the time. <laughs> forget <laughs> Please, about it forget <laughs> about it
0: forget about it it's like man I, I love it david like you've transitioned into being your true authentic self and i, I really like that it's really resonating with me
1: yeah. Today. Well, it's, oh, thank you. Thank you. Always good to be with you as well. Um, yeah. I worked at a place where could not, I could not be the authentic me. Mm. It, it was miserable because I love to laugh. I mean, my gosh, laughter, mm-hmm. the, the science behind laughter and what it does for the body, what it does for interpersonal relationships, what it does uh, in community is, is has been underestimated for years. I mean it's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're really trying to solve a really difficult problem, maybe at the workplace, something like that, if you get all mm, you you you're constricting blood flow, thinking, can't think outside the box. If you start laughing, it opens things up. you get endorphin, you get oxytocin, you get all these hormones f- flooding the brain. You feel good, you're motivated, you can think outside the box, and you can come with better solutions than ever before, if you use laughter. Mm-hmm. And, and there's all the science um, is behind that. But I mean, I worked at one place, you know, don't laugh. People won't take you seriously." I was like, "Really? Yeah And there was no laughter I mean there was no laughing aloud kind of thing, and it was not a good fit. I yeah. have a good experience.
0: I, did, I worked at a place too in here in Vegas where we're not allowed to laugh. In fact, I laugh at everything. And I, when I pick up the phone, I always smile. It's just a thing. It's part of my DNA. Right. And um, my boss was on the phone and he said, why are you smiling? Like, I don't know. I didn't realize I did it. I'm like, I didn't smile. He said, yes, you did. That's unprofessional.
1: There you go. I bet that business is going like gangbusters in there. <laughs> Just doing great. Nah, he's
0: gone. He's gone since. <laughs> but um, but, but it, it just tells you people's different perspective of like um, happiness and joy.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Other studies will show as people move up the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. the less they laugh. With greater responsibility comes less humor, less laughter, less levity. And, and you've got more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You, you better be laughing more when right, you got right. you're, because you're gonna be better manager, better CEO, better everything. Yeah. You know, if you can laugh, laugh at yourself, laugh at, you know, just, whew. But if everything becomes so serious, so stressful, so, mm, then how are you gonna think and act and make decisions in, a, in, in the best way?
0: Yeah. Well, you know? everything starts from the top. So if you're tense up there, it flows right through the business. Exactly. Yeah, everything starts on top. So very good. So David, what's a takeaway today for our
1: audience? Takeaway for the audience. Uh, well, number one, uh, I know the plan I have for you, declared to the Lord. Mm. Plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. Uh, that uh, I'd I'd stick with that, and the other thing I'd stick with is. You know, was it Jim Rohn who said you're the average of the five people you hang out with? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you hanging with?
0: I'm not sure if it was him, but that was good.
1: Yeah, Who are you hanging out with? That's right. Who are the five people? And are you the average of those five? And is that a good average or is that below average? I mean, what what, what is that? And is, are these the people who are going to take you to the promised land? Mm. Or are they going to keep you wandering in the desert for the rest of your life?
0: I have to review and reflect on my five that I'm hanging with now.
1: Yeah, you better.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, friends, remember, it's never too late to start living resiliently. Um, One of the things I learned today is don't let people put you in a box. The moment that you remove that lid and you get out of that box and you stop people fearing, you start living resiliently. David, I want to thank you for being on the show today. This was great. Thank you. In my mantra yes. in
1: life, laugh often. If you're not, not. Yes. Absolutely.
0: A huge thank you to our audience, our listeners. Um, huge thank you to Sikipa Studio. If you like our show, rate, review, and share with your friends. <laughs>